Hello, everyone. I know I'm late. Better late than never. Let's jump right into it. Um, just to update, the the wedding was so pretty. Not bad for a um, a petting zoo family wedding, huh? <laughs> we had a good time. I had a really good time catching up with all of my aunts, a lot of my cousins. Just a really, really good time. Especially grateful to see family from Texas. Um, the only part about seeing family from out of town or family that are even from here that you don't see for a very long time is that it also includes goodbyes. And I do not do well with goodbyes. Never do I do well with goodbyes, even though I know they're see you laters. It's just, um, it's not anything I've ever handled well, ever. I do want to, I had mentioned in the last um, podcast that maybe I should just not even carry my phone. I, maybe I would use the um, JCD method and put it in the drawer. Well, I, I'm not sure that I can go with that method. No, I am not important enough that I think that I need the phone. However, <laughs> I forgot my phone in the car the one evening for 30 minutes. And what ended up happening was it worried Taylor to the point where she reached out to her siblings. Then I got call a call from Andrew and a whole host of calls. I don't know. I may need a burner <laughs> so that they can reach me and not have full-blown full panics. I felt terrible. So I'm not sure if I'm cut out to have the phone in the drawer. Not for me, but I don't want to cause Taylor... Um, any panics like that again. <laughs> oh, what a week. You know, I probably, last week was very, very busy. I knew that it was going to be. Last week was also a very, very hard week. I did not feel like I was in the place. Uh, the, the wedding was wonderful. All of that was wonderful. Not, it has nothing to do with that. Last week I knew was going to be a difficult week. Um, four years have gone by without my friend on this earth, um, which then makes me think about my pap who went just a few months before him. So it's been four years without him on this earth. And I did not feel like I would, um, I would be very uplifting to anybody <laughs> last Thursday, Friday, and most of Saturday, so it was best that I just did what I needed to do and grieved the way I needed to grieve. And yes, it put us behind, but I am here now. I am trying to uh, process that and um, we'll move on. So let's, um, let's jump in to last week's news. It was always, 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 always about power. You know, COVID is going to be around um, for a very long time. Um, 
I'm not downplaying the severity of it. I'm really not. I know that for some people, it is a very terrible thing. But I don't think that it is something that our government can control. I excuse things from very early on because we didn't know. We we didn't know, and I think that no matter how we would have responded at the first point, we would have found that mistakes were made, and, and that's, you know, we are all humans. Our politicians are humans. Our doctors are humans. Everybody is human. The difference being that sometimes though there are people that can't look back and just say, you know, maybe in hindsight we should have done this, or maybe in hindsight we should have done that. They make the same mistakes over and over and over again, and they do not see them as mistakes. They double down. They continue to make the same mistakes. And they see you as being the problem for so much as questioning them. I mentioned before that I wanted to see whistleblowers. I want to see whistleblowers from every single aspect of life. I want to see them out of the the CIA. I want to see whistleblowers from the FBI. I want to see whistleblowers from the CDC. I want to see... There has got to be a way to keep things honest. Surely, in all of these three-letter agencies, in all of the government agencies, in all of this, the sectors along the border, uh, so much in this country is not working properly, and the media is giving a cover and they're covering up things they shouldn't be. And that, listen, the best disinfectant is always the truth. It may hurt. It may not be what we want to hear. It may be difficult to hear. It might mean that we have to face harsh, harsh things. That, may, that, that is actually true. But it's still better to know exactly what you face. We need to know the truth. On that note, there was a whistleblower that came forward um, with regards to immigration. This was actually an NBC News story. Every once in a while, something will sneak through. You always have to wonder why. (laughs) they usually have a reason why that they take on a story like this. Like maybe they've gotten the all clear. I don't know. But whistleblowers say they were told to downplay COVID outbreak among migrant kids at shelter. At the Fort Bliss Migrant Shelter in Texas, hundreds of children contracted COVID in the overcrowded conditions, whistleblowers said in a complaint filed on Wednesday. Two or more... Two or more whistleblowers have come forward to allege that children were mistreated by contractors and senior federal employee managers 
at a Department of Health and Human Services Migrant Center in Fort Bliss, Texas earlier this year, and also say HHS told them to downplay hundreds of COVID infections among children held at the facility. It goes on to say that how overcrowded the conditions were, adequate masks were not consistently provided to children, nor were, was the use of masks continue consistently enforced. You know, it's just crazy. You have to understand that we are paying, we, the American citizens, are handing a billion dollars in contracts the federal government paid to operate Fort Bliss, this, this facility, we're paying. And none of the three companies that they contracted with had childcare experience. <laughs> they did not properly vet applicants to be sure they had relevant experience with children. Only after assessing over 5,000 children were the workers reassigned because management determined they were not qualified to do clinical assessment? I, I, I don't know why things surprise me anymore. You know, it goes on. HHS has taken action to improve conditions at the Fort Bliss and all emergency intake sites. Children are receiving nutritionally appropriate meals and there are now 60 mental health professionals on site at Fort Bliss and counselors at all other emergency intake sites. Well, you know, but how much now, how much is that now that you've spent a billion dollars and you have to correct what should have been made right the first time? I, I, I just do not know. I do not know anymore. By the way, I'll put this article in the notes as well it, on COVID as well. Studies on COVID-19 vaccine effects on fertility are in the works, CDC says. In the freaking works. They want to give this to kids. They are pushing vaccination for 12 and older, and they want that okay to work to use this on the lower the lower age children as well. And you're going to tell me that vaccine effects on fertility are in the works and I'm supposed to think that I'm the one with the problem? Studies on how COVID-19 vaccines affect fertility are, quote, in the works, end quote. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention told the Daily Caller News Foundation. Concerns over whether the COVID-19 vaccines impact fertility have discouraged many U.S. women from obtaining the vaccines. Though the CDC has not found evidence that coronaviruses, coronavirus vaccines cause female or male fertility problems. Well, shouldn't we know that for sure before we are injecting it into young adults and young children? CDC Public Affairs Specialist Curtis H. Gill emphasized to the DCNF that, quote, based on how these vaccines work in the body, there is not a plausible mechanism to suggest they would have any impact on fertility, 
end quote. Okay, excuse me, what? Studies on how COVID-19 vaccines affect fertility are, quote, in the works, but some are still in the planning stages, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention told the Daily Caller News Foundation. Anxieties over whether the COVID-19 vaccines impact fertility have discouraged. Yeah, you think they, that would, you would think that would discourage our CDC. What kind of crazy, you know, this brings me back to when my doctor said that somebody in his family mentioned to him Bill Gates and Bill Gates and um, depopulization and blah, blah, blah. And she told him, stop listening to them conspiracy theories. Okay. But this right here, you do your own research on Bill Gates. Do not dismiss somebody that is upset about Bill Gates because let me tell you, he is one nasty, mm, 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 I almost cursed. He is one nasty individual, evil, pure, pure, evil individual. Even if a quarter of what, mm, no, nasty individual. You couple that with the fact that they can't answer a straight question. Well, it's in the works or it's in the planning stages. Well, how about you freaking finish the stages of your little investigations before you just inject young girls and young boys? Wouldn't you think that would be pause for concern? It's just... Absolutely crazy. CDC spokesman Martha Sharan told the Daily Caller in mid-July that, quote, several studies are in the works, end quote, but hedged that, quote, some are still in the planning stages, end quote. At this time, CDC and other researchers are looking at available data to investigate these topics, CDC Public Affairs Specialist Curtis H. Gill told the Daily Caller. In general, study... Okay, quote, in general, studying impacts on fertility inherently takes time. A person needs to be unable to get pregnant for at least six months or a year, depending on age, to meet the definition of infertility, end quote. This is sick. That, that is what this is, sickening. Quote, anecdotally, anecdotally, <laughs> Andrew's going to ream me on that one. So far, we have not heard any reports related to difficulty with conceiving after the trials, end quote. He said, Gill also referred to referred the Daily Caller to recommendations from the American Society of Reproductive Medicine stating that, quote, COVID-19 vaccinations does not impact male or female fertility or fertility treatment outcomes, end quote. One study published in May 2021 used rats to examine the impact of the mRNA-based COVID-19 vaccine on female fertility and prenatal and postnatal offspring development. That study found that there were no vaccine-related effects on the rats' fertility and that the study enabled initiation of a clinical trial, a clinical study in pregnant women. You know... It goes on, and I, I encourage you to read it, but 
I'll just end with this little quote. Evidence so far suggests potential effects on the male reproductive system from COVID-19 infection. However, data regarding the effect on semen perimeters needs further investigation, the study said. For future studies should focus on long-term effects on gonadal function in recovering patients, fertility evaluation and follow-up in the months and years following recovery from COVID-19 infection should be considered for all COVID-19 male patients. The FDA did not immediately respond to a request for comment from the Daily Caller. If you blindly trust these people, you are the fool. CDC, just the news, CDC expected to change COVID-19 guidelines, recommended masks indoors, wear case numbers high. If you actually bought the lie that you were going to be able to get back to normal, if you were a good, good little American and took their jab, I'm sorry you fell for that. It has never been about science and what's best for me or you. It was always and will continue to be about the power they want to keep over you. The CDC was expected to make an announcement later in the day, and they did. This is exhausting. It is exhausting. By the way, lockdowns will return. White House and COVID-19 team in discussions. Democratic and Rhino governors are on board, and I hate to tell you, I won't be surprised if Ohio and West Virginia both fall for the scrap again. I hope not. I think West Virginia has a better chance than Ohio does, but I don't trust n- neither governor. And you got I got to tell you, I told you before, I'll tell you again, I am not a fan of Florida. I am not a fan of Florida, but I do love their governor. And governors following his lead, because I got to tell you, they don't have enough guts on their own. But governors following his lead is our only hope at this point. They continue to move the goalpost. Joe Biden at his town hall said, quote, if you are vaccinated, you cannot get COVID, end quote. His words, that was false then, it's false now. Okay, how he gets away with so many falsities is beyond me. Then he says, If you're vaccinated, oh yeah, I know you were good, but you're still gonna need to wear that mask. (laughs) Gosh. And they cannot understand why we do not take them seriously. I wanna read you part of a thread from Drew Holden. It's just, he keeps track of the Fauci versus Fauci the chronicling uh, twists and turns and contradictions and backtracks from the man and his agency. So to start in late January 2020, Fauci said that COVID was a very, very low risk to the United States. Okay, it's clear to see that that's evolved. So he flipped and then he flipped in the benefits of wearing a mask. Dr. Fauci originally said that masks weren't effective and publicly encouraged Americans not to buy them. Guidance, he also says he doesn't regret, by the way. All right. 
So then it wasn't just the efficiency of masks in general. Less than a month ago, Dr. Fauci declared confidently that the CDC wasn't going to change its recommendation about masking given the Delta variant. And they've already went back on that. So, you know, at what point are we going to realize here? Remember when it was, it was it's just a mask. Just please wear the mask. Okay, then, you know, I think it started out with, or didn't it start out with 10 days? And then it was, it's 15, it's just 15 days to slow the, stress, the spread. It's just a mask. Please just wear a mask. And then it's just this one holiday. Let's give up this one holiday with our family. Yes, we'll miss them for just this one, but it's for the greater good so we can have many, many, many holidays with them to come. Meanwhile, Scarf Lady went on her trip and saw her kids and her family over Thanksgiving, but it was just us peasants. We had we had to give up just one holiday. And then, well, it's just two masks. And then it's just, just trust us this one time and get this vaccine and life will go back to normal. The goalpost keeps moving. And uh, just so you know, it will continue to keep moving while people continue to obey. It's crazy. I don't know when is going to be enough, but um, I'm going to tell you, I have had enough. I have had enough. Okay, I do want to at least um, cover the fact that Joe Biden had a a town hall. There, I mean. I don't know what else to do at this point. It's either laugh or cry. And if you have the option, obviously laughter is the best medicine, but it really is quite frankly scary. And it's sad in so many ways. This entire family is just terribly a sad situation on many, many, many levels. But let's listen to this 49 second clip that basically sums up the town hall. I mean, everybody thought I was a little nuts. Is in fact, uh, um, uh, it's going to be, what can a kid say? You you got the vaccination? Or, you know, whether those aliens are here or not. We know that this virus is in fact, uh, um, uh, it's going to be, uh, or excuse me, we, what could they do? Portman is a, is a congressman from this area. Xi Jinping in China. He's a bright and really tough guy. Over 600,000 people out there signing, uh, 6 million people. Whether or not there were, there's a man on the moon or whatever, you know, something. Four years old, when you see a red light cross the street. Whoa, boy. You uh, um, are, why can't the, the, the. There is one more portion that is extremely, extremely odd that they didn't cover in that 49 seconds. And I think we do at least need to be aware of it. This isn't something that he just said on the fly once. This has now been something I have heard him say 
twice. So I want all of us to hear it, and then we'll discuss it. QAnon, the idea that the Democrats or the Biden is hiding people and sucking the blood of children and doing... No, I'm serious. That's Now, you may not like me, and that's your right. Look, it's a simple thing. You, you can walk out and say, I just don't like the way that guy wears his tie. I'm voting against him. You have a right to do that. You have a right to do that. But the kinds of things that are being said of late, I think you're beginning to see some of the, and both, and by Democrats as well, sort of the venom get, sort of, sort of leak out of a lot of it. You, you might be thinking like I was at first, that surely is not what he just said. Yes, it surely is what he just said. And like I mentioned, that was not the only time he's mentioned it since this time. So apparently, apparently nobody said, goodness, please do not say that. Or if they did, he forgot that they told him he wasn't supposed to say that. He says all the time, I'm going to be in trouble. Jeez. Can you, oh, listen, sometimes <laughs> uh, they will tell you, Taylor, especially Taylor, <laughs> Taylor will tell you, I can get myself in trouble by saying what's on my mind. Um, but gracious, uh, you know, sucking the blood of children. I listen to a lot more politics than normal. I listen to a lot of people on many, many, many sides. I have never heard anyone say that. And he talks about Q, you know, I've told you before, QAnon, I believe, is them. That I think they put in these operatives that, you know, and some people fall for it, whatever, but I have never. This man is highly inappropriate on so many levels. I just saw another video where he put his hand inside the hand of a governor's young son. The kid was highly uncomfortable. He has sniffed children. He, he is totally inappropriate in the same, if not worse, ways than Bill Clinton ever was. He was inappropriate too, but, you know, seemed to be at least with um, females of age, as far as I know. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. The Epstein stuff, I, I don't, inappropriate, okay? But I have never heard anybody say that he's sucking blood out of children. This man has lost it. There is a clip, and I was going to play it, but I, I don't like to relish in somebody's depravity or whatever the word would be, but Hunter clearly still has a problem. He's got the new teeth and there's a video. This man has a weird thing where he video records his calls 
and he saves all these calls. This particular call was with his dead brother, Bo's wife, who Hunter had an affair with. This is a very weird dynamic, but they are arguing. What a... The only reason that I would want you to even know about that is so that you could understand exactly the type of people we are dealing with. It's a desperate family. It's a creepy, dysfunctional, damaged family. And they will do anything, anything to keep their power. But this is hidden by the mainstream. I want you to just ask yourself, if there was a video of Don Jr. literally smoking crack, Haley in the background says, hello, are you still there? And he can't answer because he's in the middle. And by the way, in the video is the first time I've ever seen anybody do that. So I guess now I know what I'm looking for, but good, good grief. But she said, are, are you still, hello? Are you still there? Well, he was. He was just, he had to continue to smoke what he was smoking before he could finally answer her. But imagine if that was Don Jr. That would be everywhere. Everywhere. What's the other son's name? Eric. If it was Eric or Baron. Baron had some terrible addiction and problems and that would be everywhere the mainstream media is completely silent they give complete cover never forget that i want you to understand who this family is but also who the media is and who they are giving cover for and not that i want them to relish in their obvious problems because i don't but it should be covered equally. It should be given fair coverage. We should at least be having the discussion that our president's son clearly has problems that are not addressed. He's got his new teeth in. So this is a recent problem that obviously continues. He is selling art Okay, he's not an artist, but he's selling art for large amounts of money. Nobody asks any questions. I just want you to be aware of what a desperate, dysfunctional, damaged people we are dealing with, number one. And number two, this is exactly why you cannot trust the mainstream media to tell you the complete truth. They've proven it time and time and time and time and time again. But this is just another example. All right, we are going to discuss the January 6th commission, um, the little um, theatrical um, hearings or whatever it is that they wanted to call them in the house last week, which was, <laughs> they kicked off any, um, 
<laughs> they kicked off anybody that would have the ability to ask the tough questions. There were no tough questions asked. Nothing. It was all theater and including they they made a big deal that it was bipartisan because Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger was on her little commission. Uh, listen, <laughs> and I think maybe the one guy from Ohio, I can't remember his name. None of them, they all should have changed the letter after their name a very long time ago. They are everything but the letter after their name that I can show you. So we're not going to spend a lot of time on it, but I did, I did want to at least mention it. It did happen. Um, it was all very scripted. If you watched any of it, which I tortured myself some, um, and definitely caught the clips and the highlights. And I will tell you, they, uh, this took a lot of time to, they were all very prepared. Um, so th these were all written with writers um, and they, it was very scripted um, right down to their crying. Um, grown men, listen, when grown men cry, I am pretty much done. That is the end of me. But this was not sincere at all. You could tell, you could tell that it was not very well done, that it was um, more of uh, something that they were, you know, trying to do to get their point. Just like in, in the writing, you could tell that things were scripted because it was written sort of like when you write um, your resume, okay? It's not that you lie because you don't, you shouldn't, but you word things very skillfully. <laughs> you you take some extra time, you use descriptions that, um, you know, you want to make the point in as little words as possible, but in the best way. So it's a skillful thing, actually, to write a good resume. And then you just having cameras in the room. If it would have just been a hearing behind closed doors where none of, you know, you had a certain amount of reporters in there that would take notes and then report back, it would have been a little different. But just the fact that there are cameras in there and then you have theatrical portions of it, it's cameras add they add to the theater. They add to the creative writing. There were performances only, you know, like I said before, no questions. I'm not even sure that they were under oath. I could not find anywhere where they had taken an oath. Um, so I'm not sure that they were put under oath. So that's a very important question and one that I looked for the answer to and couldn't find. Um, so it was all about the scripting. It was all about campaign strategy. It was all about their narratives. It's, it will be things from that hearing you will start to see in campaign commercials. That's what it was all about. You know, it's like that person on Facebook who... I like to call it fake book. It's like that person on fake book trying to convince everyone else 
how great their life is, <laughs> how much money they have, um, how great their spouse is, or how great this is, or how, and, and you're like, yeah, okay, I know actually the story behind all of that, and it's not me that you're trying to give this here, it's actually you. But you have to ask, okay, is that person that you know on Facebook that, oh, everything is so perfect. Oh, look, he's so perfect. Or, oh my goodness, we took this trip. Or, oh my goodness. Okay. Are they trying to convince me and you? Or are they trying to convince themselves? And that's exactly what this appeared as to me anyway. Theater. I will, and I'll tell, tell you, <laughs> they need some lessons in theater. They were not good actors. I'll tell you, you know, at the wedding last weekend, they could take some lessons from the one kid at the wedding. Who? let me tell you, dude could be in High School Musical or Glee or, oh my God goodness, if you need somebody that's good at theater and musicals and want to put on a show, I have got a kid for you. Man, can he sell the room. And it was hilarious watching people who think they can dance <laughs> up there trying to think that they could keep up with them. Hilarious hilarious okay no and i'm not going to mention his name because uh, i only know of him but woo buddy he could have taught them all how to do it <laughs> he could have sold it for them i am i have no idea that kid has to be involved in that kind of stuff because theater if you want theater i know a guy that young kid but all of that mess last week, no, <laughs> that was not it. They made themselves look like fools. And I think we're going to find out that um, not, we're going to, we are going to realize, first of all, how much of a setup that all was. Second of all, they knew exactly what they, are do what, what, what they were doing. The crowd was very, I am seeing more and more evidence that the crowd was actually being just fine. And there, there was a certain point that they were instigated by, and um, the, they were, they became instigated by the Capitol Police and by um, the DC Metro Police and some other um, sources, which I believe from everything we're seeing is going to end up being some undercover FBI, undercover CIA, whatever the case may be. I think we're going to realize just how big of a setup this was. Now, this does not excuse any property damage. It does not excuse striking an officer. I do not care if they were instigating you and trying to get you riled up or whatever. Is that's, that stuff is never 
Okay, but I think we are going to find out that these people were all set up. Keep this in mind for future reference, though. Um, the biggest question I have is why? Why did they refuse the National Guard's help that day? They had, they had troops on standby. They were told by multiple sources multiple times they needed help. All of those requests from Mayor Bowser and from Nancy Pelosi were all denied. Why? You don't get to have your theater and not answer those questions. Those questions are exactly why she very carefully handpicked who could be in there, in that room, with the scripted people, uh, with the scripted, can the only, you know, is theater. Theater. There are questions that need to be answered. And let's start with those ones. But we're going to find that this was a huge setup, that the crowd was at some point um, turned on and instigated. And uh, this was more manufactured than, than we think. Again, uh, continue to pray for the people who, if they cause property damage, if they went into that building when they were not supposed to, but they need to, they need to face those charges. I, I am completely in agreement with that. But nobody has been charged with anything that would mean solitary confinement. That would mean not being allowed proper um, hygiene. They're not, you know, being allowed to have haircuts or they're not being allowed to have basic human needs. Nothing that happened that day uh, makes that okay. They are in a Washington, D.C. jail being treated worse than terrorists that we um, have held at Guantanamo Bay or any number of places who knows where we have people. And I will note that I did see that another, it was a Metro police officer did apparently, um, so they're reporting, um, committed suicide. And I, that is not a political thing. That is a sad thing. If, if that is so, if that is what happened, that is terrible. But I stand by my statement that you know, we found out that um, the DC medical examiner, even though they continue to this day and continued in this hearing to use Officer Sitnik as as a as a tragedy, when he died days later of, I believe the medical examiner said a stroke, tragic, sad, terrible. But and the uh, there were drug overdoses that day, and there was a cardiac event that day. Just the only life lost was that of Ashley Babbitt, an unarmed female that was never even given a command to disobey. How do you shoot somebody that was not commanded to put her hands up, not commanded to get down on the ground, not commanded to do anything? How does that happen? There are questions that need to be answered about that day, lots of them, but that 
theatrical event that occurred this last week is not that. I will keep my eyes on the situation. Okay, I was going to go over one more article this week, but it is so important. I want to make sure that I understand it even more than I do right now. I want to go back through and listen to a few more things on it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and put it in the notes for today. And I would really like it if everybody would go read it um, beforehand and then we'll discuss it um, on the next show. The article is called That's Not Happening and It's Good That It Is. It is that's... (laughs) (laughs) I had to read it more than once, too. It's a crazy um, guide to propaganda. I will put it in there. Um, It's from theamericanmind.org, and we will go over it. I will leave it for now. We'll talk again in a few days. What a... it, It was crazy. Thank you for... Um, understanding the crazy, um, busy, but wonderful last week and a half, even though I had those several days um, that I wasn't quite myself and I didn't want, I couldn't have done anything justice. I needed to process what I needed to process. But the wedding was wonderful. We had um, a birthday party last week in a theater where we all watched Shrek. It had been it had been so long since I had seen Shrek, the the original Shrek, that there were things that I had even forgotten. Um, even though we quote Shrek all the time, I there were still things. It's always good to go back and watch Shrek. If you need a uh, if you need to give your mind a break, Shrek is a good one to do it. The very next night, um, Tiffany and I drove to while well, she drove. God. Thank you for delivering me from another trip in the car with Tiffany. (laughs) Um, But we went out to Sugar Creek and uh, I ate terrible, terrible, terrible good food. (laughs) It was all amazing, but terrible, not compliant at all. Um, That was definitely a sign. I think I'm not sure how to even take it. I know we we actually did a whole episode on that, but I don't think that it was a coincidence that the Gold City concert had been canceled because of COVID um, and rescheduled in Sugar Creek, which was the very first time that I have ever seen Gold City And when I saw them, it was with um, my grandparents and Eugene and a group um, of people in Sugar Creek. And it was rescheduled after COVID for the date that we lost Eugene four years ago. Very, very difficult, but also makes me smile as well. And then we had the birthday party this Saturday, two Saturdays in a row to get dressed up 
and fix the hair <laughs> and uh, wear, you know, decent clothes and go out and, and have a nice time and, and celebrate. Um, definitely celebrated out a little late, a lot late, actually. <laughs> and it's almost like you're recovering from um, a minor surgery at this point because it is now Tuesday and I am not fully recovered. I hope that you are having a very good week um, and I will talk to you in a few days. Remember, if you have any stories you want me to look at, if you think there's anything you want me to discuss, anything at all, never hesitate to reach out. Have a good week.